the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And we are pleased to have in studio with us, since Larry's taking a little time off, Deanology, Deanology, Dina Arnett. Welcome and glad you're here with us once again today. So good to see you this morning. And you, and you. I, I see you haven't put your costume on yet. I mean, it's almost October. I'm, you're going to be doing a little Halloween thing here soon, I imagine. I'm planning early this year. I, I'm trying to plan early. I I. I don't normally do a lot for Halloween, but um, we're in a new neighborhood now, and I hear that they sort of do it up. So I'm trying to get ahead of that curve. I don't have to do a lot, they say, to put a costume on. I kind of fit fit the mold (laughs) right out the box, so to speak. So are you going to dress up? Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it. I haven't, you know, figured out what I'll. Maybe I'll dress as an iPhone 11 and be really geeky. You know, that's you know. Hey, yeah. you'd be very popular. <laughs> I would, and I'd be very expensive. So <laughs> I have a lot of value, I guess. <laughs> Got to give you the high-end chocolate when you go trick-or-treating. <laughs> That's right. So how are things? <laughs> What's going on in the world today? Well, there's a whole lot going on in the world. It's been a, a lively week uh, in the markets, in the news. We're gonna, we've got a lot to talk about today. But before we get started, I want to make sure that everyone knows that Larry Rosenthal will be giving a seminar on September 24th in the Baltimore area. Um, this is going to be uh, September 24th at the Turf Valley Resort. Afternoon and evening programs are available on this day. Um, he's also going to be at the Evergreen Country Club in Northern Virginia on October 30th. Um, He's got a great new program. It's called Going from Taxable to Tax-Free. This program is going to focus on the needs of baby boomer retirees and anyone who is contemplating retirement in the near future. He's going to talk about enhancing retirement income and assets, passing your assets to your heirs when God calls you home, talking about taking advantage of changes in market conditions, avoiding the most common retirement planning pitfalls, Roth conversion, stretch IRA, retirement and estate planning, investment planning. It's a program you're not going to want to miss. Again, Larry Rosenthal is going to be presenting a new program going from taxable to tax-free 
September 24th at Turf Valley Resort in Baltimore, and again on October 30th at the Evergreen Country Club in Northern Virginia. Got to love not paying taxes as much as you would normally have to pay anyway. Any any way you can reduce, that's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. It's going to be a a great evening. We are going to feed you. There's no cost for it. If you want more information or to register, just go to LarryRosenthal.com. 855-767-3123 is the telephone number to call. If you'd like to talk to Dina this morning with any questions you have on your financial portfolio or trying to figure out how to navigate all this noise that's going on out there, and I'm sure you're going to talk a little bit about you know, how the markets are doing right now with all of this geopolitical saber-rattling stuff going on. Well, yes, it's been a wild and crazy week, but all three major U.S. indices posted positive returns. If you're investing in the Dow, you made just shy of 1% this week. If you're in the NASDAQ, you made 0.8% this week. And if you're in the S&P, you made 07 So that means that so far year to date, the Dow is up 182 the NASDAQ is up 22.8, and the S&P is up 21.3. Very positive returns year to date. So the, the volatility, I believe, is here to stay. We've still got trade discussions between the U.S. and China. We've now had an attack on Saudi oil fields, and it looks like the Pentagon is going to be deploying troops to the Middle East to help out there. Um we're going into an election year. If none of this other stuff existed, I think we would have volatility because an election year, well, it's it's a large amount of uncertainty. And it's a lot of, of oh, I'll use your phrase, saber rattling between the different candidates. And uh, uh, as Larry says so often, the markets don't like uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So anytime we've got heightened uncertainty, you can bank on heightened volatility. Volatility does not mean the sky is falling. Well, especially since means, you opened up with a little bit of a, I mean, overall, things are still up a little bit if you take the, the year-to-date coming Well, that's in. more than a little bit. Yeah, a I lot, mean, these are, these, are, these are solid double-digit returns uh, almost nine full months into this year. Um, I've been telling clients lately, if, if on December 31st we're still at this exact same point, we've had a banner year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 S and P's up over twenty one percent right now. That's not a typical S and P return, right? S and P returns average somewhere around ten percent over time. Gosh, you so, would think there'd be a correction in there somewhere, but it just hasn't happened, has it? Well, we have corrections. Okay, little, we've little had ones, right? we've had a, a number of corrections over the past two or three years, but they come and they go. Mm-hmm. A correction is simply a pullback of more than ten percent, and we can have that in a week's time, and then three weeks later, it's over. So our correction and the aftermath lasted a month. Oh, we've wow. had a number of those corrections are normal market occurrences. Again. When the market corrects, that does not mean the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, awesome. it simply means there's heightened uncertainty, um, perhaps around trade, perhaps uh, I would expect in the coming weeks as we deploy troops out to the Middle East, um, I, I would expect more volatility, more wild swings, both up and down in the market. But the U.S. economy remains on very solid footing. We've yeah. still got strong uh, housing sales, both on existing home sales and new housing starts. Inflation is still very low. 
interest rates are still very low. Mortgage rates are in the three and three quarters percent range. That is historically fabulously low, and it is certainly helping people who want to buy new homes get into them. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 is a telephone number to call. So with all of this uh, saber rattling, if you will, and all these things happening and this geopolitical noise, should we change anything we're doing on investing at the average guy? Uh, I don't know about change, but it is certainly a great time to to reassess. It's time to look at what you're holding in the portfolio and try to um, uh, count the risk, if you will. Measure the risk that you have. And the big thing that we're looking for right now is risk that is disproportionate to the returns. So if I have if I'm measuring on a scale of one to ten, okay, to make this easy, if I have a risk level at eight and my returns are only at six, there's a disconnect there and I need to know that. Because if we do go into that correction that you mentioned, if I'm taking higher risk than my my market benchmark or if I'm taking higher risk than the returns might indicate, on the downside, you could see larger drops in value than the average. And, and we don't like that. No. OK, when the market corrects, we, we don't like that. But we certainly don't want to be in a position to have a steeper correction than the broad market is giving. Would it be nice if you could forecast those corrections and know when they're going to happen? <laughs> you know, I, I have said for many years now that the crystal ball I once had, my kids broke it. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. 855-767-3123 is the number to call to talk to Dinaology here in studio here today. What are we talking about today? Well, I'm going to talk about the Fed. They met this week. They uh, talked about interest rates. We'll talk a little bit about U.S.-China trade talks. And we're going to talk about just just a little bit what other central banks around the world are doing. Is, mm. is the Fed the only one lowering rates? We're going to talk about what the others are doing. And we're going to talk about this persistent headline of a global growth slowdown. Oh, yeah. And and. All of that to to say, um, are we going into recession or are we going into slowdown? Because they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about how to uh, differentiate between the two. Cool. All right. We're going to start into that here in just a minute. But let's take a quick break. And we'll be back with more of the Larry Rosenthal Show with Deanaology in the house. And, and your phone calls at 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Back in a minute. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. Have you 
ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, Larry is actually taking a little time off uh, and is not taking your calls, but Dina Ologian is here, and she is, and she's handling things today. Uh, also, said Larry is going, to, is going to be doing some other fun stuff in the form of a seminar here shortly. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Larry has got upcoming seminars in Baltimore and in Northern Virginia. The Baltimore program is going to be on September 24th at the Turf Valley Resort. Larry's going to be presenting his new program, Going from Taxable to Tax-Free. So if you're interested in meeting Larry in person and hearing firsthand uh, his advice and recommendations and strategies around reducing taxes over your retirement years, it's, it's a great opportunity. It's no cost to you. You just simply need to go to the website, LarryRosenthal.com, and register. Very cool. Well, we have Greg on the phone here from Baltimore, and he has a question for you. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. So um, I have been – I'm in a season of life right now that i got to be careful about, you know, what I'm doing as far as investments um, and – I've had the opportunity to do some work with some individual stocks. And one of the questions that I wanted to ask is that I know there's not one answer to this, but when you get into purchasing stocks and the consideration of selling the stocks, is there some sort of a strategy you could recommend so you can break the emotional connection between keeping that stock and saying, well, it's going to get better, it's going to get better, mm-hmm. but perhaps you can look at it and say, listen, we have a basic rule that says when you hit the 15% up or down, you get out of it. So anything that you can suggest might be helpful. Greg, that is an awesome question. Thank you so much. Um, You're exactly right. There's no one right answer to this. For me, I set an upper and a lower limit. And you can actually set by computer those limits so you don't even have to think about it. So, for example, if you bought XYZ stock and you felt that it had upside potential of 20%, but in the short term it might go down by 12 you may go into your trading mechanism and set a sell order, a, a limit order, to capture that upside if it hits it, and you may set a downside limit order to limit any potential loss exposure 
exposure that you have. Setting those automatic limits in your trading system gets the emotion out of it. It's going to trigger the second the stock hits whatever limit you've set. Um, If you're an individual stock trader, I would assume that's because you want to try and outperform the S&P. So you're going to want upper limits that are beyond what you could reasonably expect on the S&P over time. My caution to you is that if this is in a non-retirement account, so if you're doing stock trading in in what we call a a non-qualified or a taxable account, You want to make sure that this trading happens over the span of at least one year and one day. If you sell a stock at a profit in less than one year and a day, you're going to pay ordinary income tax rates on that profit. That is a higher tax rate than the the long-term capital gains rate. Sure. So I'm I'm a big fan of automatic limit orders. It kind of takes you out of that mix, and it does help – uh, help stave off the the emotional inclinations. I think. Sure, um, and thank you for the suggestion. Um, the the one question I would have is, you know, you had as as an example, you had mentioned twenty top and let's say twelve below. Are there um, suggestions you can make in terms of how to assess that magic number? I mean, I'm not saying it has to be one number for everything, but certainly is there some sort Um, of a guide or some sort of a reference that you could say, here's something you might want to consider looking at? That's that's a great question. Here's a tool. I want you to write down this website, stockcharts.com. It's all one word. For any individual stock that you want to buy, you can go to that website, and they're going to give you loads of information. They're going to show you, for example, the relative strength index, which helps you determine visually whether a stock is overpriced or underpriced right now. They're also going to calculate for you both the 50-day and the 200-day moving average. I would say your limits need to be somewhere between the 50-day and the 200-day moving averages. So if you're buying a stock that is significantly undervalued, um, that's that's really good. You, you want a, you, It's hard to find stocks that fit that bill right now. But if you're looking at those moving average figures, that at least gives you a reasonable expectation, right, of what sort of returns to look for on these stocks. I know you do a little bit of analysis as, as well, don't you, for those kinds of things? Uh, we do. There's there's a lot more you can, uh, you know, just for st- pure stock analysis, you can actually just go to Yahoo Finance and look at their key statistics page. That can let you know if the company's earning money right now or if they're not. It can let you know the 52-week high. Uh, There's lots of information out there. But I think if you're looking just to to hone in on a methodology for for determining upper and lower limits, I think using the stockcharts.com tool, I think you'll find that helpful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate your wisdom. Thank you. Thanks for the call this morning. Appreciate you. Thanks for uh, listening here. 855-767-3123 is the phone number to call. That's 855-ROSE-123, Dina. So we have had a wild and crazy week, Um, not the least of which was the Federal Reserve meeting this week to discuss what they would do about interest rates. There's been a lot of pressure from the administration for the Fed to lower rates hard and fast. And the, the Fed is supposed to be an unbiased, nonpolitical organization. So they had to 
have a meeting this week, assess the economic data, and make a determination what move was best for the country. There are basically three things they can do. They can raise rates, they can lower rates, they can keep them the same. Well, this week when the Fed met, they ultimately voted to cut the target rate, the federal funds rate, by one quarter of one percent. But this was not a, a unanimous decision on the part of the Fed. In fact, two of the members dissented saying we should really not do anything right now. One member voted for a deeper half point cut. So when the, when the Fed does something like this, we're looking for some guidance. We want to know what are they thinking moving forward. And there just wasn't a lot of clear guidance on any future policy moves. Um, their statement still holds the language that they are open to additional cuts. But uh, Fed Chairman Powell actually dismissed the idea that they may use negative interest rates. Um, there are several countries around the world that have negative interest rates right now. And uh, President Trump was actually uh, hinting that, that perhaps we should do that, too. So far, the Fed is saying, no, we don't agree with that. So we're so near the bottom of that rung right now, then. Um, no, I don't. I think there's still more room because the Fed raised interest rates uh, two or three years straight uh, leading up to this year. So there's room if they want to cut a number of times more at a quarter or a half point. But again, it's it's really going to be a matter of. How is is trade with China impacting the economy? Are we experiencing some of the same slowdown that we're seeing in other countries? Are we on the cusp of a recession or not? The Fed tends to lower interest rates more aggressively if it appears that we're uh, we've got a recession looming. And so far, the Fed is saying without saying exactly that they don't see an imminent recession. But the economy, the economy is still slightly growing, right? I mean, isn't the economy is still slightly growing. Um, as I said uh, earlier, we've got solid housing, uh, both housing starts and existing home sales. Inflation is very muted right now. We've got interest rates that are very low. Unemployment is at 50-year lows. These are all... Uh, um, indicators that our economy is still moving forward. I don't see indicators that the economy is moving forward at the same pace that it was, say, two years ago. But forward is still forward. Amen. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 to call and talk to Dina Ology, who's in the house today, for Larry Rosenthal, who's taking a little bit of time off. So here in the United States this week, our central bank, the Federal Reserve, cut interest rates by one quarter of one point. The central banks of China, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, and Taiwan all cut rates as well. Um, Norway decided they were going to raise interest rates, and the Bank of England, Japan, and the Reserve Bank of Australia all held rates steady, but they're very dovish in their guidance, meaning they're saying kind of the same things we're saying. We're going to watch. We don't know exactly what to expect right now, but we're ready to act if we need to. Well, I've heard the saying that as the U.S. economy goes, so goes the world. Is that, you know, as far as we kind of lead the way a little bit there? Well, we do. We are still the largest economy on the planet, China's second largest. And uh, how things go here, how things go in China in, in those two largest economies absolutely has a trickle-down effect on the rest of the world. 
Speaking of China, China's industrial production rose at the slowest pace in 17 years in August. So they were at 4.4% growth in August, down from 4.8 in July. So their retail sales increased at a slower pace than expected as well. So these are the kind of things we're talking about. It was still an increase in production. It was still an increase in retail sales, but slower And that's what happens when you get really, really long into an economic cycle. We are now more than 10 years in the United States. We're more than 10 years into the expansion that started at the end of the great 08 recession. This is officially the longest expansion since we started keeping records. It's it's logical to think that this late in an expansion, the pace of growth would slow down. So that's the kind of thing that we're seeing right now. Gosh, those of us who lived through that 2008 uh, recession, oh, my. Oh, it, it was not pretty. Well, it was a very scary time. None yeah. of us, uh, I, will, I will say most of us who were alive during that 08 recession were not around during the Great Depression. No. Um, and, if, and if someone was alive during that time, they were very young. Um, so, so not inclined to, to remember the impact of all of that. So the 08 recession was pretty scary for all of us. I don't think any of us who were adults at that time have forgotten the impact uh, to our portfolios or to anything else. Uh, mostly the market, the, uh, mostly the housing market took the biggest hit back in that day, didn't they? I mean, and there were other things as well. Well, there was really nowhere to run or hide. The housing market absolutely took a big hit. Um, Interest rates had been so low up to that point. People were buying up houses, and they were using these uh, what I'll call exotic loans Mm -hmm. uh, to get into them, thinking that housing prices would only ever go up. No docs, right? No docs, no income loans. No documentation, and the the dreaded what's called a negative amortization loan. Mm. So you could pay less than what was owed on a traditional loan and whatever whatever you didn't pay just got tacked onto the end. No big deal. You can pay it off when you sell it. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't bode well. I mean, things were just well. Kind of- it's it certainly didn't. Um, and I will say, since then, I have not had anyone come through my office with a negative amortization loan, and I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Those are scary things to me. Um, I think we learned a lot, mm-hmm. and and I think that that most of us will be more careful moving forward as a result of those lessons. Mm-hmm. Listen, what's going on with your economy? If you'd like to talk to our financial and retirement expert here in studio with any questions that you have, we'd love to hear from you this morning at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back with more of Dina Ology and Larry Rosenthal's Making Money Sense. Stay tuned. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth 
is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Nationwide and coast-to-coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Thanks for listening this morning, 855-767-3123. If you'd like to talk to Dina Ology, our financial and retirement expert here in studio with us here this morning. You know, Larry's uh, going to be doing some wonderful seminars coming up. Why don't we talk about that for a second? Absolutely. Larry is going to be unveiling his new program, Taxable to Tax-Free, and he's going to unveil that program uh, in Baltimore on September 24th at the Turf Valley Resort. The Baltimore location is actually going to have both afternoon and evening programs. Again, that's September 24th. And we're going to do this program again in Northern Virginia at the Evergreen Country Club on October 30th. There is absolutely no cost for the program or the dinner. You simply need to register by going to LarryRosenthal.com. The the evening is going to include discussions on taking advantage of changes in market conditions, avoiding the most common retirement planning pitfalls, Roth conversion and stretch IRA proper retirement and investment planning, estate planning strategies, tax-favored wealth accumulation strategies, and tax-wise retirement distribution, all things that really are front of mind for our clients as they approach and enter retirement. So if those things are on your mind in any manner, go to LarryRosenthal.com, sign up for one of our programs, and we'll be happy to see you there. Sounds exciting. Some fun stuff there. Kay is joining us from Springfield, Massachusetts. Good morning. What's your question here this morning for Dina? Good morning. I am questioning um, investing in purchasing property since it is an all-time low. Um, Is that a wise investment? Uh, I I need a little more detail than that, Kay. What are you you talking about? A home? A um, uh, a plot of land? A spot of land or even um, a home and maybe just renting it out or um, maybe having my kids stay there versus um, just putting it in the stock market. Okay, so I'm sorry, go ahead. Because then, you know, it is your interest, your mortgage, you can write it off. Any investments you make on the property because you're not living there, again, is a write-off, correct? Um, Potentially, yes. Potentially, but okay. Two things here. First of all, we need to understand what a what a deduction is on on taxes. I want to make sure that we've got clear clear communication on that. So when we talk about having a property and being able to deduct the interest and be able to deduct the expenses for improvements and repairs on that property, we can exclude from income the cost of those things up to uh, up to certain limits. 
when we exclude or deduct from income expenses for a property or mortgage interest, it's not a dollar-for-dollar reduction of your taxes. So if you have $10,000 of allowable deductions for owning a property and you're in the 28% federal income tax bracket, you've reduced your taxes by $2,800. So you're still out the $10,000 between the interest and the repairs, and you've gotten a, I'll call it a tax rebate of 2800 So I don't think the deductions themselves are a great argument for buying a property because the math just, it, it, the math isn't, isn't solid on that. If you are looking to help your kids, uh, you mentioned buying a property and maybe letting your children live there. That's that's a very nice way to help your kids, um, and especially if there are grandkids, keep them close. Um, it, it really totally depends on your overall financial plan. Okay, um, it's it's very hard for me to answer a yes or no question on buying a property without knowing the full situation. Um, when I look at real estate over time versus stock investments over time, the stock investments post better returns. I can find ah, any okay. I can find any window of time, okay, where that's not true for a span of time. Okay. Um, but Overall, if you're looking at long-term investing, stocks do better than real estate. So there has to be there has to be more to the picture than that. Well, plus there's being a landlord, right? Well, uh, that's definitely not my favorite thing. But, um, Kay, if you want to talk about this more offline, I am happy to get into all the what's and wherefores with you. Um, I I can definitely do that one-on-one a lot easier than we can do it on air. Okay, great. All right, stand by. Um, call that number. All right, thank you. Hang in there, Kay. Appreciate you calling here today. 855-767-3123 is the number to call to talk to Denaology here in studio. 855-ROSE-123. You know, that's that's always a great question because I know plenty of people, uh, clients of mine, who have who have made a very, very nice net worth for themselves on real estate. But these same clients aren't just using real estate. They use stocks. They use bonds. They use annuities. They use other mechanisms to build their net worth uh, because they understand the concept of diversification. I am not anti-real estate. Um, I own a home. You own a home. Uh, I know lots of people who own um, investment properties or second homes. I'm not anti-real estate, but I do... I am very, very big on making sure I understand my risk in in all things. And to me, diversification, making sure that you don't have all your eggs in one basket, is a great way to moderate your risk. In 2008, if you were someone who had property in real estate, you had money in stocks, you had money in bonds, you had money in gold and other precious metals, you had money in U.S. treasuries. You saw some of those things lose money, but you saw others gain money. Everything in the world did not lose money during the 08 recession. If you were a precious metals investor and you were were holding on to those metals throughout that entire horrible time, you made money. If you bought U.S. Treasuries and held them through that entire horrible time, you probably made some money there and you offset the losses in the other places. 
So um, just want to make sure I'm clear about that. Not anti-real estate, but I am very pro-diversification. But there's a lot of good to be said for real estate investing. The problem that I have, I mean, Larry has talked about REITs as being a possible option there. But I, being a landlord, I mean, I have a second home as well that I have to, you know, Sort of, you know, the HOA will call once in a while and say the shutters aren't painted. And, you know, there's sure. just things that are, are really annoying. You don't have to worry about with like REITs and investments. And the, the, that stuff stays No, you out. don't. Um, and I've got clients who absolutely love playing the real estate market. They will buy a house. They will rehab it. They'll paint it. They'll they'll redo the floors. They'll they'll shine it up, and they'll either put it up for rental in their local market, or they'll sell it at a very nice profit. If you're someone who really has a knack for that and you really enjoy it, that's great. Make your money, have your fun with it, and and use that to build your net worth. But if you're someone who doesn't enjoy that and you don't have the time for those types of activities, I, I would say a REIT or some other real estate-based investment may be a better shake for you. Very good. 855-767-3123 is the phone number to call. That's 855-ROSE-123 if you'd like to talk to Deanology here in studio with us here today. We are hearing, and, and we're getting phone calls here at the office here and there, people saying, should I sell my stocks? I keep hearing about recession. And that's a really interesting question to answer at this particular point in time. We just said a couple of minutes ago that the economy is still moving forward, the economy is still growing, but that the pace of that growth is slowing down. Not an unexpected occurrence at this particular point in this economic cycle. But a slowdown is not a recession. I I think many people are looking at the headlines about what's called the inverted yield curve, and they're hearing little sound bites on radio and on TV that say, oh, an inverted yield curve always predicts a recession. Hmm. And, And they're getting nervous. And, hey, the last recession we had was 2008. I'd be nervous, too. Okay? You talk about recession, and that's where most of our minds go is to 2008. But uh, I've got a couple of comments on this. First of all, let's talk about what the yield curve is. The yield curve is this thing. Think back to geometry class or if you took algebra in high school, um, it, it's it's a curve that plots out the different interest rates that the different maturity lengths of U.S. Treasuries will pay. So if you're looking at a graph, this curve under normal circumstances will slope upward from left to right. And what that means is that the shorter term Treasuries, so the the two-year Treasury note, should pay us a smaller interest yield than the 10-year or than the 30-year. Sometimes economies um, go through changes, and that that interest and and maturity relationship, it flip-flops. That's called a yield curve inversion. And in August, we saw the interest yield on the two-year Treasury edge just a smidge above the 10-year Treasury. It inverted for a minute, and then it went back, Mm -hmm. and then it's inverted for a minute several other times. So that's what I would consider volatility 
in in that particular metric. And at this stage of the cycle, I expect more volatility. Um, that inversion alone does not mean that recession's coming next month, next week, next year. But I will tell you the uh, that two to ten year inversion has preceded most recessions in the past 50 years. There was one time that it happened where it was kind of a head fake and and everything just went on as normal. Mm. But for the most part, that that inversion uh, happens two years before a recession. Interesting. Yeah. So when we're hearing about this inverted yield curve thing in the financial media, whether it's on online, whether it's on the radio or on the TV, and they're talking about this with such intensity and such urgency. That's why. Understand that doesn't mean recessions happening imminently. On average, recession has come 22 months after a yield curve inversion. Furthermore, the markets have averaged 15% in the time post inversion to the to the declaration of a recession. The last time this yield curve inversion happened was in 2006. Yeah, I tried to do a little upside capture there. I was doing really good till you mentioned the high school geometry. And then I was like, "Sorry." Oh. <laughs> Our friend, well. <laughs> our, our friend, our friend from Bowie is calling us. Arnita, how are you today? You have a question for Dina? I do. How are you? Good, good. Hey, Arnita, what's good. up, girlfriend? Oh my goodness, a whole bunch of stuff here. But <clears throat> I'd like to ask you a question, and we've already talked about this. But I want to aggressively pay off my mortgage. Okay, and just have my six-month emergency fund in place. I mm-hmm. really want to attack this debt because this is the only debt that I have. And I want to know what your opinion is as far as going about paying it off aggressively. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Ernita, remind me, what's the interest rate on your mortgage? 4.3. Okay, 4.3. Okay. Still historically very, very low, Arnita. How much longer do you have if you just let the mortgage go as scheduled? A whole bunch of years. <laughs> Give me a number. I just got refinanced um, a couple gotcha. of years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And did you refinance for a 30-year fixed? I did. Okay, So, so here's the thing. If the mortgage is bugging you, and you've got your six months emergency fund and you're maxing out your thrift savings plan, make an extra payment a year. So look at that monthly payment that you make on your mortgage, divide it by 12 and add that amount to each monthly payment that you make. That's going to cut a number of years off the mortgage. If that's easy to do, if that's not a strain on cash flow, you're still able to live life the way that you want to live it make two extra payments a year. You see okay. where I'm going with this? Take yes, take do. a look at it in terms of how many extra house payments you can make a year. And then okay. start and then start adding that to your monthly payment. That's going to reduce the amount of interest that you owe on the outstanding balance. Understand that's also going to reduce the amount of deductible mortgage interest that you have over time. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So Make sure that. You... Go ahead, Arnita. Um. So 
when you make an extra payment a year, that takes off how many years? Well, at these interest rates, it's probably going to take off four or five years. I don't think it's going to take off big, big chunks because for for that formula to really, really work, the interest rate needs to be higher. So to make a material difference, you're going to want to look at making two, three, four extra payments a year. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, Arnita, if you want to send me your updated mortgage information, I can run a spreadsheet amortization table and email that out to you, and you can yourself make the inputs for the extra payments, and you can see right there on the screen what the impact is. I certainly will. Thank you so much. This is very helpful and beneficial. All right, Arnita, you you have a great weekend. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, hon. Talk to you soon. You know, I was just going to ask you, Dina, um, I know when I pay my mortgage every month, there's an option to add a little extra principal or just pay principal and not interest. In her case, would that be wise just to go to the principal or you're doing it for interest for a purpose? So anytime you pay above and beyond the normal mortgage payment, I want that amount to go 100% to principal because yeah because what that does every month that mortgage recalculates because when you make a payment in August part of that payment pays off principal so that has to be subtracted from the balance of the principal owed that new balance then has the interest calculated so if I make a thousand dollar extra payment in August above and beyond my normal payment. The balance for September is reduced by that $1,000. It's reduced by the whole $1,000. So the interest owed on the new balance is smaller than if you just made the regular payment. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. A good idea, too. 855-767-3123. It's Dr. Dina Ology here in studio, 855-ROSE-123. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401K plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives. right now with your questions 855-767-3123 that's 855-ROSE-123 coast to coast from the nation's capital this is the Larry Rosenthal show got some lines available for you if you'd like to dial in to talk to Dina here in studio Dina Ology who is handling things for Larry Rosenthal who's taking a little time off today also he has some very important seminars coming up here doesn't he 
Yes, Larry is going to be live and in person in Baltimore on September 24th at the Turf Valley Resort. There is going to be an afternoon program and an evening program that day. Um, And there's also one at the Evergreen Country Club here in Northern Virginia on October 30th. This program is brand new. It's called Going from Taxable to Tax-Free. This program is going to focus on the needs of area baby boomers as they retire and anyone considering retirement in the very near future. He's going to talk about Roth conversion, stretch IRAs, proper retirement and investment planning. He's going to talk about transitioning from the accumulation phase to the distribution phase. When we're working and we're adding money to our 401k plans like crazy, that's accumulation. That's the easiest part of investment planning. When you retire and you transition to that distribution phase, we have to change our mindset. And Larry's going to talk about how to do that. He's also going to talk about estate planning strategies, tax-wise retirement distribution, and tax-favored wealth accumulation. So you don't want to miss this. If you are interested in attending this program, all we ask is that you register by going to LarryRosenthal.com. There's no cost for the program or the dinner. We just would like to have you register on the website so that we make sure and have a packet of materials available for you when you get there. Sounds fantastic. Barbara is joining us from Georgia. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question for uh, Dina here this morning? Yes, I do. Um, going off of the information about the T-bonds and the flip and the dip, if we have two years to possibly go into a recession, what are the best things to do to prepare for a recession? Great question. I couldn't have asked it better myself. The To prepare for a recession, the very first thing is to do a risk assessment on the entire family portfolio. When the markets are going up, we don't really care how much risk because more risk should equal higher returns. But if we're expecting the market to go down, I don't want my portfolio to perform worse than the market. If I've got holdings in my various accounts that are taking a higher level of risk than the market, I need to know that. If that higher level of risk is paying off for me right now, I may not want to make a change today, but I certainly want to start making contingency plans. And if I've got holdings that are taking more risk than their returns might indicate, I probably want to start moving those into more risk-appropriate holdings. The next thing after doing the risk assessment is to simply update your financial plan and make sure that if we go into a slowdown for a year or year and a half, make sure that that doesn't derail your overall financial plan. If you do the risk assessment and update your financial plan, that's going to give you a huge comfort level about where you stand if we go into recession. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion at this point. We are seeing slowdowns, but recession is is not imminent, and it's I don't think it is guaranteed. No, but that's a good way to add to looking at my portfolio and planning. So I thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you for the question, Barbara. All right, Barbara. Hey, listen, we're going to put you on a hold and give you an opportunity to uh, get some more information. You guys can talk a little bit more about this offline, maybe get her some tools to prepare for that. It is such an interesting time we live in because we have access to data that we have never in history had at our fingertips. 
we have the ability, uh, should we choose to use it, to anticipate these things. Here at Rosenthal Wealth Management, we have an entire investment policy team that meets every single month. And we're looking at these what are called leading economic indicators, and we're charting them and we're tracking them to see where the volatility is. Where do we see the slowdown first? Where are the where are the blinking red lights? We have access to all of this data and really for the first time an ability to to compile that data and evaluate it and see the recession coming, hopefully and make these contingency plans potentially two years out. That that is exciting to me, and it gives investors more power, I think, than they've ever had. So there is a way to weather the storm, if you will. If you do good planning and you can not maybe sail through it, but at least it will be less painful. Well, I think part of what made the 08 recession so scary is that we we – didn't have quite the access to data that we have now, and and we certainly weren't yet fully accustomed to evaluating it the way that we are now. And by we, I mean collective we in the country, mm-hmm. um, investors, financial advisors, insurance agents, everyone. Um, we were, were very, very scared. We've over the past 10 years, we've started compiling more and more data and watching even more closely than we did in the early part of the 2000s. And it gives us a higher confidence level that that we're able to make proactive changes now. We're able to make sure that our portfolios clearly and, and closely align with our financial plans. And when that recession comes, I don't think we'll be nearly as scared or upset as we were the last time. Because we're going into this fully armed. We're going into this having made proactive improvements to the portfolio to reduce our risk, eliminate it where we can, right? But insulate the portfolio and our financial plans for, from what's coming. Yeah, sounds good. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE123. A couple of minutes left here in the program here today, Dina. So we have a little time to wrap up and talk a little bit more about that seminar. Absolutely. One last reminder, Larry Rosenthal himself will be speaking on September 24th at the Turf Valley Resort in Baltimore. He's going to be presenting his brand new program, Going from Taxable to Tax-Free. Go to LarryRosenthal.com to sign up for that program. Or if you're in Northern Virginia, sign up for our October 30th program that's going to be held at the Evergreen Country Club. You're going to get a lot of new information and an opportunity to ask Larry Rosenthal questions live and in person it's a great great hour and a half two hours you won't be sorry october 30th is he going to wear a costume i mean you know we're just, we're just he's going to dress like a financial advisor <laughs> he does a really good job of that it looks good as a financial advisor yeah yeah <laughs> in the meantime i want to just remind our listeners in this last minute or so we're going to have increased volatility We've got trade discussions continuing with China. We've got the potential for some Middle East issues, and we're going into an election year. None of that means that the sky is falling. It means to get with your financial advisor, update your financial plan, assess the risk in your portfolio, and make some changes now if you feel that they're warranted. 
if you don't have a financial advisor, you've been doing it yourself all this time, and you just want a second little look at this, give us a call. We are happy to help. We are working with all of our clients every single today every single day to do exactly what I've just described for you. And it's giving a whole lot of peace of mind. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Hey, listen, if you're still on a hold here, um, we'll go ahead and take your phone calls off air here in just a minute. And thank you so much for listening today. Thank you so much, Dina, for being here. It's always a pleasure to see you. Loved hanging out with you today. And loved hanging out with you. So join us again next time for another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like some more information on those seminars, go to LarryRosenthal.com. There's information there as well. For Bob, who's been taking care of our phone call so well, as he always does in the back end, for Dina, I am Chris McKay. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again next time on another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.